Coming up this Saturday, I'll be on the vibe. I'm joined by Pete Spivey of Black Spiders. Yes, we were kind of trying to take it in our stride, really. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when it actually came to the gig and Ozzy sort of it, it pretty much floated on stage when we were doing our sound check to, to <laughs> chat with us and everything, and then summoned us to his dressing room just before we were going to go on to have, to, to have a chat. You know, it kind of became a bit like, oh, fuck, what? Yes, oh, <laughs> shit, this is what's happening now. in our road stripes as it were by having to drive pretty much 12 hours <laughs> from from England from you know from London all the way across up to northern Germany to like to open this this festival that we didn't even know whether it was a, a decent sized festival whether there'd be anybody there or anything like that but it was just it was amazing if there was one band uh, that you could tour with from the past and one from the present who would they be <laughs> Everybody struggles um, with this question. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Yes, how are you? I'm doing well. I noticed, uh, of course, you've done the uh, first annual gig, the fan yes. club gig. We um, have, yes. That was on Wednesday. Mm. Um, uh, I mean, I spoke with Steve before from Scam. I noticed. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, I noticed he was buzzing to to get to do that. He's he was obviously saying he'd he'd been wanting to play with you for a while, so be on the same billing, you know. Yes, apparently so. So yeah, you know, so we made that dream come true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here with uh, with Pete of uh, Black Spiders. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with me. Not a problem, Ryan. It's all good. Yeah, that's cool. Um, of course, uh, on this show, I like to kind of go back to to how things all began um so what was it like growing up for you and kind of what what first attracted you towards wanting to play music um i don't know really um i think i just caught the bug at a very early age um and i started i, st I started by playing drums at, in at school mm. um someone taught me how to play drums at school that was in the school band and then um, myself and some friends had like a little band that we used to rehearse with every every weekend when we were still at school. And I think it probably just went from there, really. I don't know. Um, I think, you know, but my, my, my older sisters were both um, very musical when they were younger and at school. They were both like highly versed in piano guitar and violin so maybe mm, maybe that see. rubbed off on me because i guess their influence on music kind of rubbed off on me a little bit too mm. they were obsessed with like certain things um and obviously they hammered it into me i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's one thing i do find you do uh when i ask this kind of question um you do see a lot of people that generally seem to come from like a musical background either a parent or you know uh, an older brother or a sister or some something like that there's there seems to be a lot of this kind of musical connection like there's a bit of a, a history there 
at least from people I've spoken to. I mean, it may be a trend, you know. <laughs> um, it can could you be, remember? yeah. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, you know, I guess there's a lot of people that just they just get into it on their own. But that's that was. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that's just how my path started, really. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, like my friends at school. So a lot of their older brothers were into rock music, which is kind of, you know, kind of what got me into it as well, really, I suppose. Mm. First at school, and my sisters have been infiltrating my brain with all their musical tastes. Um, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't particularly say that I was, you know, I was, I was just into rock music. I think I was into so many different things. So, so yeah. Mm. Did, did you have like a a first kind of band or did you go to like a first gig that kind of you really kind of connected with i find that a lot of musicians they they kind of have like a moment where it's like either i don't know a, a certain band and it's like oh you know i'd love to do something kind of like this or or go and do you know what i mean like something kind of in the vein well when i was younger um when I started playing drums, um, there was a guy that used to live um, on the same street as me that um, that kind of owned a music, uh, owned like a, a drum making factory. Mm. And, um, and my sister used to babysit for his kids. And um, she, I think she must have told him that I'd, I'd started playing drums at school or something. So... He took me along to a couple of gigs because he used to endorse a few people like Status Quo and the Stranglers and stuff like that. And um, I remember, I remember kind of seeing the Stranglers and thinking that they were pretty cool. But then I think, I think what probably changed it was maybe when I was about fourteen, I went to like um, like a local rock club and saw a band. They were just kind of just doing covers, mm. but. Um, yeah, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. I was like, wow, okay. So it's not just like massive rock stars that can play all this kind of stuff. It's like, you know, anybody can do it really. And I think that's probably where it started, perhaps. Mm. So, of course, uh, you know, with the black, with black Spiders, um, you know, the band had seemingly kind of uh, gone your separate ways back in uh, 2017. Um, but, of course, now you've, now you've come back. Um, how did this kind of return come about? Um, well, I, you know, when we called it a day, um, we kind of knew it probably wouldn't be forever, but, um, mm. but Ozzy, guitarist in the band, um, was getting married in the summer of 2019, and we kind of were all together at that point, and we'd be, we'd kind of been discussing the idea we've been kind of throwing the idea around a little bit and um and when we we're all at Aussie's wedding it kind of escalated a little bit so I just took it from there really and then sort of emailed everybody and just said oh you know what do you think um and everybody was everybody was up for doing it really so that's kind of how it started then we started down the path myself and Ozzy started down the path of like writing some new songs um yeah and and then unfortunately Tiger who Tiger Sai the drummer um mm. 
was about to start having a family and was doing other things in his life and I think just kind of didn't have the sort of time to put into being in a band really anymore. I mean, I know he's, you know, he's still, he's still into music and I probably, he probably still does a bit, little bits of music on his own, but I think, I think he thought that if we were going to jump back into what we'd been doing previously, it was something that he wouldn't be able to continue doing. So he had to, he had to bow out really. Um, you know, I was carrying on getting some songs together. Um, and then the pandemic hit, so that was like, you know, that was the biggest obstacle really in the way then, you know, because we couldn't particularly really do anything. We couldn't rehearse or any of that kind of stuff. Um, but we just carried on writing music and we kind of found a new way of doing things. Mm. Um, so, you know, so what you lose in chips, you gain in peas, they say up here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> of, of course, uh, you know, Wyatt Wendell's uh, being kind of the, the final piece of the puzzle, uh, you know, joining the yeah. joining the band as the drummer. Um, many people would have obviously know him and associate him with, um, you know, obviously being a uh, host on Planet Rock. Um, how did, you know, you guys kind of reach that conclusion of, you know, this is the guy that we want to go for and we want to want to get him on board? Um. It was quite a tough process, I think, I guess, um, you know, thinking about who we were going to get to replace Sai. Hmm. Um, and we weren't sure where to start, really, at first. I mean, we knew, you know, we know plenty of other drummers and, and everything, but, you know, we needed it needed to be, it needed to be somebody that was as good as, if not better than, Sai. And, um, you know, it, it kind of set the it set the bar quite high, really. Um, and there's you know, there's a couple of other people, um, and so you know, we just like we reached out to a few people to see what the lay of the land was with that. Um, and at the same time, I'd kind of been having a little bit of a conversation with Wyatt about something else, mm. and he'd been doing his. Um, Drums of Appreciation um, during the pandemic on um, on Planet Rock. Like, I think it started out um, as a as a as a as a weekly thing, and then it ended up being like a daily thing. Um, so, you know, and like we kind of like well, I kind of knew him a little a little bit. You know, we kind of spoken and, and and done some interview stuff before, um, and kind of got on quite well. Hmm. And he just seemed to, well, I guess you must have heard his, you know, I mean, most people, if you listen to Planet Rock and listen to Planet Rock during the pandemic, heard, you know, Wyatt's renditions of people's intros or outros or whatever for songs. And so he's very good, uh, very technical, at like learning all, all, you know, all, all the all the drum fills and, and intros and things very, very meticulously. So, um we kind of thought, well, you know, um, I sort of just messaged him really and asked him if he was in a band, if he'd ever been in a band or whether it was just something that he, he it was like a hobby for him or something, you know, because I, I, I guess I, I'd never really known that he'd been in a band previously or anything like that. And um, and then it just clicked really, you know, and, and everyone else that we were kind of looking at, um, there wasn't. The, you know, basically why it was it really you know it was like we would have been kind of 
probably having to put big larger feelers out or getting you know getting in touch with other people and, and and trying to find out what was happening and so he was really interested in 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 getting together with the band and um so we sent him over some demos that we'd done on that myself and ozzy had been doing on garage band and because he had his drums set up like an electronic drum kit kind of thing set up in his garage or wherever he's he'd been doing his um, Planet Rock show from. And so he was actually able to drum along to the songs and put his own drum take down on the demos, which was amazing, really. You know, I mean, there's a, a total fluke that he was able to do that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so we kind of sent them on the Friday to him and there was like three song ideas. And then by the Sunday afternoon, he'd already sent them back, like finished. And so we were like, wow, that's amazing. You know, these are really good. So we knew that there was a, um, a a lift in the lockdown procedures coming up. So we just booked the studio, basically. I kind of booked the studio and said, right, we're just going to go in the studio and we're going to do it. We're going to record with Wyatt, you know, and see what happens. And um, and we did, and it, and it just sounded amazing. So that was that, really. Yes. Mm. <laughs> all very All very lucky that we got him, to be fair, you know. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, the the first release since the uh, since your band's return was the was the EP uh, Death Proof, and then quickly followed up, uh, you know, just a few months later uh, with the self titled album. Um, you know, you don't see many bands kind of have two releases that that kind of quickly and close together in in a year, particularly in the year that it was. You know, with everything going on in the world. Um, sure. What what was that kind of process like? Were you just writing lots of songs, going in the studio, or, or and you just thought, you know, let's put these these out there? Or well, you know, we'd written quite a lot of songs, and so when we actually recorded, you know, there was more than an album's worth. Um, and originally, it was just going to be a single, mm. uh, and then there was going to be a delay in the actual album production. I think at that point. Um, and so we kind of thought at, at that point in time, because we couldn't actually go out and gig, um, music was kind of the currency, you know, for bands in a way. And I think people were just gagging for new music. And we kind of thought, well, we'd, in the past, we'd, you know, we'd, I think we'd been known for doing quite a lot of EPs that, that had, you know, that had some great songs on that that weren't on albums so we just decided to go with that really and thought well you know let's carry on that tradition and and just you know we'll do an ep that's got you know the lead track from you know from the album and then some other tracks on there that you know make it worthy of a standalone a standalone release uh, while we you know wait for the actual physical stuff of the album to be ready for, for when that was going to be able to be released. Um, just to give people, you know, just to whet people's appetite a little bit more, really, I suppose. Yeah. In, yeah. Um, you know, in anticipation of, of, of a full album coming out. <laughs> um, you know, you, you touched on it a bit there with the, um, you know, working over that, that kind of period, but do, do you have like a, a certain kind of creative process when it comes to to writing songs and has has that kind of altered 
with the you know with the the way that you've you've kind of had to adapt over the last two releases well i mean previously uh we'd kind of people brought ideas to the rehearsal room and then we basically played them to death until we were happy with how a song was and then we'd record it Mm. um and that process sometimes sort of killed the vibe and sort of killed killed a lot of ideas off because if you know if one or two people didn't like a particular idea then it wouldn't ever go anywhere and so you know we we had this huge graveyard of songs that Mm. that 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 we were probably never going to do anything with at that point um uh, which is probably why we only did two albums and a couple of EPs within that whole period when, you know, before, like from when we started to when we actually <laughs> called it a day in 2017, you know, I think if we would have been a little bit more uh, prolific and had it together a bit more, we could have probably banged out four albums in that period. Um, and so myself, when myself and Ozzy started writing all, all, the, all the newer songs and demoing them up, on garage band and sending them backwards and forwards to each other and kind of like we got into a really good rhythm of that and you know we had more than enough songs for that first album and the ep um um and so we kind of just stuck with that really because it just seemed to be like a really good way of working it was you know we had an idea that idea saw it you know like like saw it to the end of becoming an actual song and then and then we could decide if we were going to use it or not as opposed to just killing the idea off you know Mm. so so we just kind of anybody that had an idea we kind of like built on it and went with it and and i guess that's probably why we're in the you know in the place we're at now where we've got you know we've already got another album recorded and ready and you know and we've got loads more songs that we just need to get finished off really and we could get into the recording studio probably you know before the end of the year and maybe bang out another album so i don't don't know you know it's it's just um i think the positivity that the positivity that it it brought to to the band with myself and ozzy um writing those songs and then oh and erwin as well and then you know putting them into like a full band sort of demo idea on garage band before we went into the studio or whatever um really kind of um i guess i guess it kind of gave everybody you know um a little bit more hope that like the band was gonna carry on and we're gonna be able to do a lot more music you know so yeah so it was great so that you know that's a so pretty much that's kind of what we're doing now is We'll have an idea, you know, we'll we'll send the idea over to Ozzy. Ozzy will kind of lay down the skeleton for it and then and then we'll all sign we'll all kind of do our bits on, on it on top of it and send it back to each other and then kind of, you know, tweak with the arrangement maybe a little bit before we get into the studio or when we get into the studio, our producer Matt Ellis will probably tweak it a little bit as well mm. from like his from a, an outside perspective if if we're too uh, we're too close to it <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great i think it's you know it's healthy when you've got you know that that real strong collaboration that's going on and you can really fully pursue an idea and then make a decision on you know 
is this going to go on the album or because you know you've then got this kind of as you said there you know this this real strong catalog of songs you know that even if at a later date you want to change you've still kind of got a foundation there at some point um yeah. you know rather than kind of start from scratch um is there a off the self-titled album is there is there a particular kind of favorite song for you like something that you maybe look forward to playing live more uh, from the from the last album um well there's a lot of songs on there i, I really like um i really like playing um wizard she'll not kill wizard mm. um you know and and recently um i've had to i've had to learn how to play guitar for that one so you know at one when when we were doing it previously when we played at bloodstock um and mark was in the band as well um I didn't actually play guitar on that. I just sang on that one, and, and Ozzy and Mark played guitar on on that song. Um, but now it's just Ozzy and me playing guitar. Uh, I, I have to play guitar on it, but I still look forward to it. It's it's, it's a great it's a great tune. I really like that one. Um, yeah, there's some of the songs that we haven't really been playing off that album yet. Um, so I'm lo looking forward to that at some point. Um, I quite like Crooked Black Wings. I think that's a really great song as well. It's, it's like one of our epic, another epic tune of ours. Um, um, yeah, you know, there's lots of songs on, on the album that, you know, that I enjoy playing. Um, mm. Good Times, I really enjoy playing Good Times and Stabbed in the Back as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have kind of any any plans for doing like a full tour in the future? Well, think? we have got plans for doing um, some more dates before the end of this year. I can obviously let the cat out of the bag and tell you that um, we'll be we'll be we'll, like we'll be announcing those very shortly. Mm. Um, that's only going to be like a, a, a handful of dates, though. But then um, we're probably going to be just saving other dates for when the album comes out in the spring of next year um mm. so we'll be probably doing like a, a bit more of a full full scale tour then uh, but between now and the end of the year because we've like got other commitments before now and then there's only a, a sort of handful of dates that we can get in so we'll, like, well, yeah we'll be announcing those very shortly Mm. Um, looking back at your uh, your career so far, has there been kind of any highlights that you you can look, that you look back on at the minute and think like you know that was that was a kind of cool moment? Oh God, there's too many. <laughs> <laughs> there's too many. Um, I mean, you, you know, mentioned we were, Bloodstock we were, there. That was a, yeah. That was you know, well, cool. yeah. Bloodstock was great. You know, we've been comp we've been compiling all the stuff re recently. Um, it's kind of going through a few things because we found like you know we found like a lot of of live recordings from back in the day mm. when we had um, an engine like when we had a touring engineer that used to record every show. Wow. So you know, so we've been we've been we've been taking a few trips down memory lane with that. But, you know, obviously there's like, you know, there's quite a few, I mean, I can, I'll, I'll name a handful now. I mean, um, the first, the first set of dates we did with Airborne, mm. um, in Europe was, 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 was amazing. Um, 
you know, we, we had a standing bass player at that point in time because we didn't really have a proper bassist. Um, this is before Adam joined properly. Um, and, um, I mean, it was a blast, you know. I mean, we, we we weren't getting paid a lot of money. We just got offered some gigs in Europe, and we'd never been over to Europe to play before. Um, and we'd just, you know, we'd only just done a few, uh, probably just only done a handful of gigs in the UK as well. And, and it was just amazing, like, having to drive from France all the way up to Switzerland and then over to Germany and then down to Spain. It was just, it, it was bonkers. But, it, you know, I, I don't know how we did it, to be honest, but it was amazing. It was, it was so good. And then, you know, we did... We did the iTunes Festival with Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. That was amazing. Um, you know, he picked, like, when MySpace was going, um, we entered uh, St. Peter, I think, because um, I think we demoed it at that point. We we sent over St. Peter, and, 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 and we got chosen out of about 500 bands or something that had, that had put forward to try and support him. And, uh, you know, so that was amazing. <laughs> what um, was kind of going through your mind at the time, you know, when you're you're about to go out and support, you know, somebody of that caliber? <laughs> I don't think we could believe it, really, to be honest. I mean, it was probably like one of the biggest things we'd ever done at that point. Mm. Um, but maybe we were a bit cocky. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, we might have been. We, might, I think, we probably might have thought we were better than any other new rock band around because all the other rock bands around were just being a bit. I don't know. And, and too much, too much tongue in cheek. Um, and I, I think maybe yeah, um, yeah. We were. I, I, I think we were kind of really looking forward to it, and it was like everybody, everybody that was involved with the band but not actually playing in the band was telling us what a big thing it was mm. and i think because everybody was saying that we were just kind of like all right well we'll, we'll, we'll let everybody else worry about it it's just gonna be it's just gonna be another gig and and just let's hope we can do it and you know we i, I guess we were kind of trying to take it in our stride really yeah. um but you know when it actually came to the gig and aussie sort of it pretty much floated on stage when we we're doing our sound check to, to <laughs> chat with us and everything um and then and then summoned us to his dressing room just before we were going to go on to have to, yeah. to have a chat you know it kind of became a bit like oh fuck what yes oh <laughs> shit this is what's happening now and so yeah so it was really good to be honest i mean yeah it was amazing and i think but i think at the same time because we were because we were also, uh, we'd been booked to open a festival in Germany mm. the next day. Wow! So after we played, we could only watch a little bit of Aussie because we had to we had to race down to Folkestone to get on the Channel Tunnel to and then drive in a van all the way to northern Germany, which basically took us most of the night. So I think we were trying to enjoy the gig, but we knew it was going to be a mental 24 hours mm. because then like, you know, we did the gig and then, you know, the next thing I can remember is we got to this festival called devil side in, in Northern Germany. And we were like loading the gear out of the van straight onto the stage, plugged in and, and had to play. It was just, it was wow. mental, but it was, you know, great experience. You know, this is obviously like part of that whole, that whole weekend of the iTunes, you know, I mean, I think that's what, I think that's what probably what makes it more memorable is mm. not the fact that it was just Aussie. Um, 
but we had this you know we were kind of earning our earning our road stripes as it were by having to drive pretty much 12 hours <laughs> from from England from you know from London all the way across up to northern Germany to like to open this this festival that we didn't even know whether it was a a decent sized festival whether there'd be anybody there or anything like that but it was just it was amazing yeah mm. yeah so all that you know and then playing on the second stage at download that was amazing we were just we were talking about that the other day because we were like looking at one of the old backdrops that we've got that's like way too big for any venues that would be doing recently. <laughs> you know it's like it's like 40 foot high or something it's wow. crackers <laughs> i mean you know, well you know I, I guess well we had that done because you know we were doing that download show and we were meant to be playing with guns and roses as well and and so we were allowed to take a huge backdrop with us for that although in the end that didn't actually materialize because they decided they didn't want anyone else on but Finn Lizzy right. so yeah so we kind of got we kind of got um, kicked off the bill which is a bit bit crap but unusual yeah well you know it wasn't it wasn't the real Guns N' Roses so it didn't matter <laughs> <laughs> it, was only, it was only Axel right oh yes point. yeah around that kind of yeah it's only axel at that point so that's fine <laughs> you know but i mean but but since you know but well i guess since then i mean and maybe even before that actually you know like duff duff was a it was a really big fan of the band and and, and so is oh. slash so you know so that's great yeah. you know so hopefully you never know in the future we might get to play with them again Let's if they carry on it might be a, one of those kind of long time coming things that, that yeah, eventually you never know. comes back. Yeah. Um, finally, uh, uh, a question I kind of uh, I like to always finish on and ask every guest. It's kind of linked to a bit to to that that what we were just speaking about. Uh, if there was one band uh, that you could tour with from the past and one from the present, who would they be? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Everybody struggles um, with this question. <laughs> well, I mean, we like we played with we played with Ghost before at a couple of festivals, like um, like you know back in the day um, when they were going on just after us when they were still all in the monks' outfits and everything, and yeah. you know the old sort of like proper old Hessian sort of robes as opposed to the ones that they got now that are really slick with all the they got the masks and stuff so you know i mean yeah it'd be, i guess it'd be good to play with ghost again that'd be quite a good one as for like for a modern band mm. especially because you know they've got like they've done really they've done really well um with with where they've managed to get to you know from from, from where they were and, and from when they started and everything you know mm. i really um we really admire how they've done that. It's fantastic. Um, and a band from the past, well, I guess that would be a personal choice, really. I think if it, would, if it was a band choice, we'd be here for ages arguing about who that might be. Yeah, you, you can be selfish. But, uh, you yes. could go for your own thing, yeah. Well, no, I guess, you know, um, it, it, it would be it would be amazing to play with, like, Ze Zeppelin or Sabbath, I think, probably. Mm. Back in the day, that might have been quite good. I'm sure yeah be, i'm be sure most of the rest of the band would say sabbath over zeppelin but you know <laughs> you got to admire percy's trousers and his little uh, his little pouch <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, that's great. I think that's a solid choice. So we've got like Ghost and either Led Zeppelin or Black Sabbath. I mean, that would be a be a fierce gig if, if I ever... Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> well, thank you very much for, for uh, speaking with me, Pete. And, You're welcome, uh, Ryan. And uh, the, the link will be in the, the description below for anybody that kind of wants to check out more of uh, Black Spiders and for whenever those, uh, those um, dates do appear. Uh, you can keep your eye out for that. Uh, thank you very much. Cool. Yeah.